0: 5 and thirty-eight together now. You ready? As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked, what was happening? They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, he cried out, he shouted. The word really says, Have mercy on me. Praise God. Amen. Good to see everybody this morning. Thanks for being here. Any first-time guests in the house, thank you for your presence with us today. We want to acknowledge you a little bit later, but make sure you fill out the, the Connect card. We'd like to reach out to you and invite you back and say thank you. Much obliged for being here today. Amen. We won't bombard you. We just want to reach out periodically and say hey, hi, and invite you back. Amen. Allow us to have that opportunity by just filling out that guest card for us. Amen? You can be seated. It's a good day. Can I get a witness in the house? Yeah. Amen. I, I need to make an adjustment. This uh, video announcement is wrong as far as the time for the singles reception. It's actually 8.30. 8.30. Amen? So 8.30, not 9 p.m., 8.30. Amen. And if you can be age 18 to 88, amen, 18 to 88, calling all singles. You know, when singles reach a certain age, they act like they ain't single no more, you know. You know, when they, when they get a certain age, they be like, what, I don't know, what he calling for the young folk. No, I'm calling for every single, amen. Come on out, we got something for you, amen, we got a, a caterer coming in to prepare some heavy hors d'oeuvres for y'all. Don't the rest of y'all get jealous, this is for the singles. And then we got a comedian coming who's prepared a set just for singles. I'm gonna listen in, you know, because I wanna hear. <laughs> amen. And I am the host. <laughs> amen. Uh, and then, uh, you know, so it should be nice, a nice time of fellowship and nice time for them, amen leading into our New Year's Eve celebration. You know, a lot of times we forget the meaning behind what they used to call the watch night service. You know that, right? It's the watch night. Anybody know what year that was born, the watch night uh, genre that, what year was that born? It was actually 1862. 1862 when watch night took place. Was leading into 1863, when the Emancipation Proclamation would be, you know, ra- you know, going to go, come into effect. So folk watched and prayed and praised and thanked God in the churches all across, you know, certain parts of the nation, especially, you know, waiting for freedom, waiting for liberation, waiting to be set free. Amen. And it, so, in January 1st, 1863. Amen. Emancipation proclamation took effect, and those who were formerly slaves were set free. Amen. And folk were lip, lip, running and shouting, <laughs> praising God. Amen. And since that time, every year, in predominantly African-American churches, amen, we had watch night, New Year's Eve service. You know, I get kind of funny looks when I see somebody from, from a different culture, different race, different ethnicity. Y'all having service on uh, New Year's Eve? I say, yeah, we having service New Year's Eve, baby. <laughs> I say, really? I say, yeah, yeah, we having service. We're bringing it in together. See, they got a different mindset. That's party at night, you know. You know, if y'all are going to a party, it should be after you leave here. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Did you hear me? After you leave here, we'll let you out by 12:15, 15, something like that. Them parties out there in the world just be starting up anyway. <laughs> Amen. Let's party Jesus style first. Amen, Amen somebody. <laughs> Invite people. Amen, somebody. Invite people. I do want to mention the God encounters. Uh, I just mentioned we're entering a new decade. What better way to start a new decade than to get recalibrated, refurbished, rejuvenated in Christ, in your spiritual walk, in your spiritual maturity, in your spiritual evolution, if you will. Why not start it that way, you know, by investing in your spiritual life? We invest in all kinds of stuff. Can I get a witness in the house? You know, some of us got some new gadgets around the house that we invested in. Maybe some new uh, whatever. Amen, somebody. So that's the season it is. Well, invest in your spiritual life. And some of us have never really made a real serious investment, never really been on a retreat, never really been to a Christian conference, you know, never really earmarked time, energy, effort, and money, uh, you know. And, and so it's important that you invest in your faith. And one of the things that we ask God to give us during the God Encounters was for folk to experience a spiritual growth spurt. You know, when you're, when you're growing up, during the summers, you get that little growth spurt. Amen? You know, when you're growing up, you, you're a young man, you're happy about that. Like, I got a little more height, got a little more weight. Amen? Hopefully that means a little more respect around here. Amen. So <laughs> you know, I could, I could, I could, uh, I, I love when I got taller than my mama. I'm looking down on you. I can eat soup off your head. (laughs) You know, that was a good deal for me. I don't know about y'all, but a milestone accomplishment. Well, in the faith, we can also accomplish growth spurts. God encounters, help us to achieve that. Amen, somebody. You know, back in the uh, the 20s, y'all remember what they called the 20s? The Roaring Twenties, amen? We're going to declare 2020 the Soaring Twenties. Amen, somebody. We're soaring. We're not just roaring, we're soaring. Amen, somebody. So y'all got to come to hear about that New Year's Eve, how we're going to be soaring. Soaring, amen. I ain't talking about the Disney ride. I'm talking about mounting up on wings like eagles. Amen, somebody. So we're soaring into 2020. Amen. Well, that's some things I want to mention. Let's get into this real word, word, amen, and talk about 2020. 2020. The word of God says, without vision, the people perish. Amen, somebody. You know, vision is also equated in in the in the uh, in the original text. It would t- it be, be, would be dreams. Without dreams, you know, uh, the people perish. And perish it means uh, that they're we're out of control. So so without dreams, without visions, without uh, insight, you know, that that's given by God about the future, then. The word says that we're out of control, that we perish, amen? And we believe that one of the benefits of being in the faith is that life can be somewhat predictable, amen, somebody, that that we can have, or foretelling, if you will, we can have a prophetic inclination about the future, amen? Now, can we predict every detail, every nuance? No. But we know the chart, the path, the journey, the destination. Amen, somebody. We, we are un, you know, flappable in that. We, we, we know that we're going somewhere. Amen, somebody. And God is willing to reveal to you your destination. Did you know that? He's willing to reveal to you where he's trying to take you where he's trying to get you to, amen. Too often, God is not our source for our destination, amen. We we get our, you know, GPS coordinates from some other source other than God. Sometimes it's our own wishes, our own desires, you know, our own, you know, imaginings about success and achievement and prosperity and abundance, you know, and so we have... It have, you know, fashioned in our own minds, you know, where our lives are heading. And uh, if you've done that without God, then you're headed for disappointment. Amen. Because without God, what we really want and desire, you know, if it's not lined up with his will, it will not come to fruition. Amen. Have mercy, Lord. And even if it does, it will not be fulfilling will not be satisfied. Amen? And so, so to have fulfillment, satisfaction, and contentment is birthed out of vision given by God. Amen? This is a good time to think about you know, what will the next 10 years be like? Amen? What will the next decade be like? That's, that's how far you can peer into the future. Say, God, show me. Give me a, a path. Help me to understand my journey. Help me understand which, which direction you're leading me. Help me to know, you know, where you want me to be by the time 2030 al- arrives. Amen, somebody. You know, reflecting. I think about 1990. In 1990, I was two years into pastoring in Orlando, Florida. Amen. And God gave me, gave me a vision for a growing church. Amen, somebody. In a, in a community that's, 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 that's growing as well. Uh, and he gave me a vision to, to build a church, amen. Build one, expand one, do brick and mortar stuff like that. Just you know, even when many folks said, you know, that's we're not, you know, we're, we're mostly low income. We got service jobs, and you know, we can't do that. You know, but if you listen to the naysayers, you'll never get anything done. Mm-hmm. Amen. Somebody, if you listen to the negative voices. You'll never achieve. You'll never believe. You'll never have faith. You'll never, uh, you know, get to that next perennial next, the per, that perennial next level that God wants to get you to. First of all, you got to understand that Jesus can bring change. Some of us saying, well, I don't, I'm not, I'm not feeling very hopeful about the future. I don't, I don't feel like I can get out of debt. Amen. I, I don't feel like, uh, you know, I can be satisfied. I, I don't feel like, you know, that's in the cards for me. I don't feel like that's my destiny, my future. I, don't, I can't get there. You know, so that I can't mentality has already awarded your progress, has already affected and infected your mentality. Amen. And that mentality of lack is not what God wants you to have. He wants you to have a mentality of hope and belief and faith. The word of God actually says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So when you, you know, consider and ponder, meditate on the next decade, what it might look like, amen, somebody, you should have a vision birthed by Almighty God that he's going to assist you in to bring into fruition, amen? See, see, see when, you, when you find out which way God is moving and you move with him, you can't help but be successful, amen? Now, if you're moving in a contrary way, if you haven't. try to discover in collaboration in partnership with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, what your destiny is, then you're just flying by the seat of your pants. Amen, somebody. But God wants to give you a destiny. God wants this, in essence, to be a decade of destiny. Amen? A decade where we go to some places we never thought we would get to, but when you believe in Christ, when you believe on Him, when you receive your marching orders from him, you receive a big vision. Not a tiny, minuscule, itty-bitty vision. God gives you something that you can't do unless he's with you. Amen, somebody. I can't do that unless he helps me. I can't do that unless he directs me. I can't achieve that unless he compliments me. I can't do that unless he resources me, but where God guides, God provides. Amen. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. thank you, Jesus. You know, in the text, our main text, we see uh, blind Bartimaeus. You know, he's uh, sitting a- at the gate of the city, where most blind folk would have been sitting, because unlike in our gate, our age, there are, you know, there are accommodations made for those who are sightless. Amen. Somebody, you know, Braille. Uh, you know school that they can go to to learn how to navigate things various technologies especially in our day you can you can hear a book an audible book can be read to you you can talk to a computer and it can gauge so it's so much available to us but in this day uh, if you were blind you were relegated to a life of poverty and you were relegated to being a beggar amen no no other option no other option in your life because there was not access. There was not opportunities. There was not provisions made for those who were sightless. So those who were sightless were perpetually poor, you know, beggars. Bartimaeus is one of many who's sitting at that gate begging for, you know, just for basic things and necessities to be, let, to be met, food to eat, amen, possibly sheltered many instances, probably without shelter. But he's begging. He hears a commotion because this is uh, the latter days of Jesus' ministry. It's, it's, it's near the, nearing the time when he's going to the cross. That's the context of this, this passage. And, uh, and so enormous crowds are following Jesus. And he could hear the clatter. He could hear the commotion. He could hear the, the people. And he, he, he posed the question, what's going on? What's going on out here? And somebody indicated to him, hey, Jesus of Nazareth is passing through. And no doubt, you know, nothing wrong with it ears. He's been hearing about, you know, what's all happening at, at, by, at the hands of Jesus. Folk are being healed, folk are being set free, folk are being delivered, folk are being, you know, rising from the dead. Blind folk are seeing. He said, look, I want to be in that number. So he does something that, uh, that's radical. He just starts screaming and hollering, Jesus, son of David, you know, just just shouting to the top of his lungs. And people are trying to, trying to shout him down. Be quiet. Shut up, the scripture says. Be quiet. Be quiet. Shut up. <laughs> Excuse me. And you're disturbing me. But Jesus heard him, and he was attentive and went over and healed him. Somebody said, thank you, Jesus. He was healed that very day because he gave Jesus a shout out. Amen, somebody. Some of y'all need to learn how to give Jesus a shout out. Jesus. You know, some of us can't raise our voice unless we're angry. Amen, somebody. You need to raise your voice shouting out to Jesus. 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 Hey, I need you. See about me, little old me. So, you need to learn how to shout hallelujah, you need to learn how to shout praises, you need to learn how to shout his name. There's power in the name of Jesus, power in his name. Just the word of God says, His name is a name that's above every name that is named. Amen. Disease is a name, but Jesus is a name that's above disease, or sickness, or trauma, or trouble, or suffering, or difficulty, or disappointment, or rejection. Jesus is above it all. We need to learn how to shout it out. Shout out to Jesus. What if He had been embarrassed? What if He had been shameful? What did He say? I don't want to. I don't want to make a spectacle of myself. I don't want to make a scene. We need to learn how to make a scene for Jesus. You know, too many of us are overly concerned with what people are going to think if they know we're in the faith. We don't want to get that holy roller designation. Amen, somebody. You know, but but you ought not also be the frozen chosen. Amen. Don't get all locked up and froze up where you can't even move. Amen, somebody. Move and let go. Let God. Amen. Raise holy hands and praise a loving and a living God. Open up your mouth. And lift up Jesus. Amen, somebody. So we're too bland, too white bread, you know, too relaxed, too cavalier about our relationship with Jesus when it ought to be an exciting thing. It ought to be something that we're exuberant and enthusiastic about. Somebody say, amen, thank you, Jesus. We ought to be willing to shout to the housetops that Jesus is Lord. He got Jesus' attention by raising his voice, making his voice known. And by raising his voice, he was also evidencing his faith. He believed that Jesus could heal him. He believed that Jesus cared about him, whereas the others in the area said, Jesus don't care about these blind folk begging out here, these poor folk out on the street. He don't care about that. He cares about those with some dignity. Amen. Uh, some savoir-faire, some, you know, some ability, some savvy. Here these folks out here begging. They, they're, they're considered the, cur- the most cursed of them all, blind. But Jesus cares about you if you're blind. Amen. Ignorant. Stupid. Have mercy, Lord. <laughs> he cares. He wants to bring wisdom and insight and knowledge into your life. He wants to bring you out of ignorance and bring you out of the darkness into the light. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. So if I don't have vision, amen, if I'm blind, and we can be blind, sighted and blind, blind to the things of God, blind to the spiritual works of our God, blind to faith, blind to the word of God, blind to the ways of God, blind to the will of God, amen somebody, God wants us to be open our eyes. He wants you to take the blinders off. Amen. This should be a decade of sight, and I'm talking about sight beyond sight. Amen. Somebody. Yeah. That remind me of cartoon sight beyond sight. What cartoon was that? Yeah, the Thundercats. That's it. But I like that <laughs> sight beyond sight. Amen. Somebody. You know, sometimes what come up come out, you know. <laughs> I be trying. <laughs> Amen, somebody. First Peter 1 and 19 said, For God paid for you with the precious life blood of Christ. Because of this, your trust can be in God, who raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. Now your faith and hope can rest in him alone. Amen, somebody. And again, these these improper, inappropriate, unsustainable sources that we seek out to sustain us in life, when Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the source. So we need to run after him. We need to chase after him. We need to be anxious and eager to, to, to encounter him, praise God, and let him know that we're there. Amen. Luke 18:39. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. Again, be quiet. But he shouted all the more. He was consistent. Kept on shouting, son of David, have mercy on me. Amen, somebody. You can't listen to the negative voices. There's always going to be negative voices out there. Always. Always. Amen. You know, voices that tell you you can't do it. Voices that tell you that's unsustainable. Voices That tell you you don't have enough to make that happen. Amen, somebody. That you're being outlandish. You're a dreamer. Amen. Well, God wants you to be a dreamer. That's what the word says. Without a dream, we perish. We're out of control. So do you have a dream is the question. If you're dreamless, you're in the land of nightmares. Amen. You want dreams that God wants to fulfill through you. Amen, somebody. You know, I, I remember uh, we were talking about building, you know, having been in the, in the Plaza Theater two or three years and talking about building a new church and acquiring land. And I remember people saying, you know, Pastor, you may not need to build a church. You know, don't build, don't build a church, you know, just, just buy one. You, amen somebody. Just buy a church or buy someone. And, it's, and that's, that's all right for some people, but, you know, I like new stuff. Amen, somebody. That's just the way God built me. You know, I don't like the leftovers and borrowing stuff. And I feel like God will give you new stuff. Can I get a witness in the house? That's just my sentiment. That's just the way I was built. Not that it's a law. You can go buy something or you can go borrow something or you can go occupy something that's already been occupied. But I'm like, I don't know what kind of spirit's been up in there. And I'm not an exorcist. Amen. So I remember one time this guy took me on a tour of all the old churches in Orlando. And boy, I was so frustrated. I'm like, what would I want to see an old church for? God going to give us some land. Amen, somebody. And God going to help us to build a church from the ground up. That's what I believe. Amen, somebody. I can, I'm, I'm dreaming about it. I'm seeing it in my spirit, in my heart. And, and, and God gave us the desires of our heart. But if you listen to those who may have a different vision than you. God gives you a vision, and you have to act on the vision that God gives you. Amen, somebody. You know, I remember going to the doctor. I had a herniated disc in my back, and it took out my whole left side, you know, just my left leg atrophied, you know, and, and I remember that, that doctor saying, oh, well, well, Pastor, you know, I don't think you're gonna be able to play basketball ever again. And I said, the devil is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm like okay you oh, you thinking this is a debilitating in, uh, Injury God, God, God is my God Amen He can heal me completely He can make me stronger than I was before Amen somebody He can make me jump higher Run faster <laughs> Amen That's what I'm believing God for I believe believing God for retirement no, we ain't retiring from what I like to do. I enjoy playing basketball. We're going to play some more basketball. And it took two years. Amen, somebody. Took a lot of rehab and gradual work towards it. But God restored me, and he really did make my back stronger than it was before. Amen, somebody. God is able to heal to the uttermost. Not just simply heal, not just partially heal. Some of us settling well, my, my, my shoulder hurt. Well, your shoulder ain't got to hurt. You can seek God, and God can show you how to get that shoulder healed up. Well, you know, I'm getting old. and old oh, don't use old as an excuse for pain. You don't have to be old and in them pain. Amen, somebody. Say, Lord, you can help me overcome the pain. Amen. You can help me rehabilitate this thing. You can help me be better. I don't have to settle for anything in Christ. You know, too often, we just settle. And then the doctors even tell us, well, you know you're old. You're going to have some pains, aches and pains. Anyway, amen, somebody. Well, with all the technology and know-how, and then with God on your side, you can achieve some great, some phenomenal, extraordinary, supernatural things in the, in the sight of Almighty God. But you've got to seek him with all your heart. You say, God, show me the strategy. You say, God, show me the strategy for the decade. God, show me the strategy for the month. God, show me my strategy for today. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. For what he's willing to give Don't believe the hype When they say it can't be done Don't believe it, amen somebody Believe God Don't believe the negative talk of others Don't believe the negative talk of yourself Don't When you talk to yourself You know you can talk some, some bad talk To yourself You need to stop listening to yourself If yourself is giving bad advice You need to rebuke yourself Say, self, get up out of my way You trying to mess me up I got places to go, people to see, things to do. I ain't listening to you, self. Get up out of my way, self. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. You need to disagree with yourself. Some of us listening to ourselves, and your self will jack you up. Can I get a witness in the house? Somebody in here that had the self jack them up, but God can bring you out. God can bring you through. God can bring, can bring you over, praise God. God can quiet that negative voice that's in your own heart and in your own spirit. God can quiet those voices outside. God can quiet those voices inside. God has the power to make you over. God has the power to give you a vision and a dream and a hope and a promise and a future. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Mm-mm. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 29.25 fear, The fear of human opinion disables you. Trusting in God protects you from that. Amen. So don't let somebody's opinion disable you, disarm you, depress you, distress you. Amen, somebody. You got to have overcoming power by hearing the call of God. See, some of us want to designate the call to those who are ordained. Those who call to full-time ministry. Well, y'all the ones who get called. You get called to be a pastor. You get called to be a missionary. No, everybody. God is calling everybody. The question is, are you answering? Amen. Or you got call ID. Oh, that's God calling. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Not right now. I'm busy talking to her. Busy talking to him (laughs) Amen somebody See you better get off the phone And answer the phone when God calls God is calling Amen somebody Some of them got the ring on silent But God is calling God wants to call you He's trying to get your attention Right here right now God is calling You know that's, that's 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 what happened to Bartimaeus He heard the call of Jesus Amen Mark 10 49 Jesus stopped and said call him so they call to the blind man Cheer up on your feet he call, He's calling you Throwing his cloak aside He jumped to his feet and came to Jesus He jumped to his feet Say so he threw his cloak aside I don't care where, where my coat is I'm gone I'm getting up out of here He's calling me Amen See that's the mindset you gotta have You gotta get rid of that procrastination That delay Amen That excuse And you gotta say Hey Jesus calling I'm out of here amen, so, so, so too often we want to delay put it off, procrastinate when Jesus is calling, he, this word said he, he got up on his feet, he cheered up on your feet, he's, call, he's calling you, throwing on, off his cloak, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus amen that's powerful to come to Jesus there's nothing like coming to Jesus you know, so you know that old attitude that you gotta come to Jesus moment, try to make it negative to come to Jesus Ain't nothing negative about coming to Jesus. Amen. It's like like, you know, like Jesus getting ready to beat up on you if you come to him and you're a sinner. No, Jesus getting ready to heal you and give you a fresh start, dust you off, wipe you up, you know, all of that, give you a fresh start. That's what he does. See, when you're down, he doesn't kick the wounded. He picks them up. He puts the, the wounded and lost sheep on his shoulders and carries them back into the fold. He's trying to get you back into the fold. He's trying to get you back to green pastures. He's trying to get you back to a fruitful life and a productive experience. Praise God. God has something special for all of us, but we got to come to Jesus. Amen, somebody. Amen. So do you see a future? Amen, somebody. You know, are you starting to see a future? I tell you right now, I'm beginning to see a future where I'm not pastoring. Amen, somebody. I already start seeing that. It's, it's a way, it ain't nowhere near now. Don't y'all, get, <laughs> don't y'all get too excited. Somebody, sound like somebody ready for me to go. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But anyhow, you know, but I, but I began to envision a future where I'm not pastoring. What well, what you going to be doing? You know, I got, I got things that God has given me to do even when I'm not full-time in this, even when I possibly hire a teaching pastor to take some responsibility off of me, amen, I start to, you know, downsize a little bit. I got things to do. God begins to show me things that he wants to do. Has he shown you the next decade? Yeah, He'll give you 20 years if you, if you seek him far enough. He'll, he'll start showing you 20 years from now. Amen, somebody. You know, and when he shows you stuff, then you know when you're not in the right place. You know, when, when, when he shows you stuff, he's like, you know something? This don't look nothing like what God showed me. Mm-mm. This got to be a temporary experience because it don't look like, it don't smell like, it don't feel like what God showed me. But if God ain't showed you nothing, you won't even know if you're in the wrong spot. You got to get up out of there. You got to get up out of the spots that God didn't show you. If God ain't showed you that, you need to get out of that place. You need to get out of that position. You need to get out of that person. Amen, somebody. God can show you some stuff, but God, you got to listen. You got to look. You got to pay attention. Somebody say, Thank you, Jesus. So we can see the future through the power of Almighty God. God allows us to see. Isaiah 30 and 15, it says, In repentance and rest. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. Amen. What is that saying? That's saying basically you got to be still for a second to see. You know, be quiet for a moment to see. You, you got to gather yourself and you got to learn to trust God. Amen. Because in him is your strength. So that means I got to disconnect, recalibrate my spirit, praise God, to be connected to the things of God so I can be clear and specific and exact about what God wants. Amen, somebody. I said clear, specific, exact. That's the kind of instructions he's given out. Amen. But you got to first make a scene for him. You first got to give a shout out to him. Amen. You first got to come to him. Luke 18.40, it says, when he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see. Amen, somebody. You would think he wouldn't ask the blind man what he wanted, but you know, Jesus is trying to make sure you know what you want. <laughs> he know what you think he might want, but he ain't quite sure. Do you really want to see? Some of us, we ain't really want, sure we want to see a revelation or experience a revelation from God. So so God is going to ask you, do you really want this information? Do you really want this insight? Do you really want this direction? Do you really want this guidance? Do you really want this counsel? Do you really want to walk with me? Once you can affirmatively say, yes, Lord, I want to walk with you. Yes, Lord, I want to see. He'll begin to take the blinders off your eyes. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. And he'll begin to, to take those wrong sources and wrong sources of hope out of your life and provide you with a source of hope that will not let you down. Jesus the Christ. Romans 8:32. 32, since, since God did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't God who gave us Christ also give us everything else? Listen, listen, that's a promise, isn't it? He says, I gave you myself. I'm the biggest gift on the planet. Amen. Internationally, nationally. You know, intergalactically, I'm the biggest and the baddest. Amen, somebody. I gave me you. Don't you think I'll give you other stuff? Hmm. Amen, somebody. But you got to get in with him first. Somebody say first. Amen. amen. So, so we got to receive and claim the vision, amen, by faith that God wants to give us. Luke 18, 42, and 43, Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight, the word of God said. And then in John 1 and 16, from the fullness of the grace, he will have all we, we have all received one blessing after another. Amen. Amen. We all have a call on our lives. We're called to serve, we're called to be saved. Amen, somebody. We're called to love, we're called to forgive. We're called to heaven, back home. Amen, somebody, to live with God. The question is, have you answered the call? Amen. Romans 4 and 16. That's why faith is the key. God's promise is given to us as a free gift. Somebody say, Thank you, Jesus. Now, as he begins to clarify his directives for your life for the next year and the next decade, the problem is sometimes we get the the instructions, get the guidance. We received the dream, and we forgot who gave us the dream. You know, the Word of God says, what does this this guy did in 18, Luke 18, 43, immediately he received his sight, and he followed Jesus, praising God. So he didn't stop worshiping. He didn't stop praising. He didn't stop following Jesus. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. So he also praised God, and he inspired others to, to praise God. So we got, can't miss the main thing that we inspire, that we instruct, that we encourage, that we build others up in the process of what we're doing. God uses us to bless others, praise God. So we follow him. We stay with him. We stick with him. We follow him. Amen, somebody. He's going to give you a revelation. question is, can you keep following him as he unveils the details of the revelation? Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Mark 10, 52, he regained his sight and began following Jesus on the road. He didn't want to keep Jesus out of his sight. You know, sometimes, out of sight, out of mind. Keep Jesus in your sights. Amen. Don't, don't get far. Don't stray far. Don't be like that sheep that's eating and walking, nippling and walking, and he's in lostness. God is calling us to follow Him on the road, on our journey, in the workplace, in the midst of our family life, in the midst of every relationship, in the midst of everything we do, everything we hope for, everything we dream for. He's calling us to follow Him. Somebody say, follow Jesus. No turning back. Follow Jesus. No turning back. Follow Jesus. No turning back. Why don't you stand all over the house? Philippians 3.15, and I'm done. Let's keep focused on the goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us, if any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, may God clear your blurred vision so you'll see it. Amen, somebody. Isn't that something? It's possible to be sighted and still blind. It's possible to be sighted and still blind. Amen. Somebody. So God is calling us to stick with Him, to follow Him. Why? So that we can build momentum. So that we can overcome the obstacles that come with any calling, every calling, every strategic, you know, plan has obstacles. You know, places where. Stalls, slows. But God wants us to keep on keeping on. Praise God. To exercise faith. To move out in him. To let him have his way in you. He's calling us to run. Not be weary. Walk. Not faint. Take up wings like eagles. Soar to the glory of Almighty God. This is a decade. This is, we're going to be sore in this decade. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Time to soar, time to fly, time to take off, amen, time to hit the runway for Christ, and believe God for elevation, believe God for increase, believe God for better life, better living, believe believe God for stronger relationship with Him, believe God for healing, for miracles, for signs, for wonders, for blessings, for favor, overcoming power. In the name of Jesus, somebody say thank you. I want to invite somebody to make a decision. Step out on faith to come forward in his name. The word says, if you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you before my Father who is in heaven. So I invite you to make a public decision today. To so step out into the aisles, to come forward in his name, to, to profess faith in him, or to say, I'm already in the faith. I just want to connect with the family, the phone, the fellowship, the community of believers. I want to be a part of the, you know, the household of the redeemed in the name of Jesus Christ. So we invite you to make a decision today to connect with him, to exercise faith in him, to let him have his way in you. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. To Come forward in his name. You can come for prayer. You can come to be born again and filled with the Spirit. You can come to connect with the church. You may be new in our community. Come, come to Jesus. Somebody say, "Come to Jesus." Turn to somebody near you. Say, "Come to Jesus." This is a recurring thing that we come to Jesus. Turn to somebody else around you. Come to Jesus. It's a recurring commitment. It's a recurring dedication. It's a recurring decision. I'm coming to Him. I'm coming to Him. I'm coming. Jesus. Come on, let's worship for a few moments. We invite you to come Hallelujah. Holy, holy God Almighty. Yes, he is. God Almighty. Great I am. Unlike like you come on, come on, come on, come on. Decision making time. Step out on faith.